Welcome to my show. Project Chris is just, it's doing exactly what I needed to do. And after today, which was Australia Day and um, whatnot, there's plenty other names for it out there, but I'm going to run with Australia Day because that is what I am. I am Australian and, you know, I'm going to go with that. There's a massive thing about lamb getting eaten on Australia Day. I'm not a massive lamb fan, like a lamb chop or a lamb forequarter or a lamb backstrap or a lamb rib or a lamb crackle. I just, you know, lamb's lamb. It's a, it's not an acquired taste because I believe acquired taste should be for something that's sort of <laughs> acquired. I don't know. Lamb's just lamb. It's like for some reason that's what we're supposed to eat as Australians. So, that's not why I want to talk. I don't want to talk about lamb. Lamb is meat. Meat is carnivore. And I want to talk about carnivore. I'm not 100% there. I would love to be 100% there. I'd like to have a lot of people on my show about it. But I've learned over the last year, maybe two years, that I've always done a protein diet of some sort or protein body trim, like three or four days of just straight protein and then eat myself into fibrous carbs and then bring back in some of this and some of that and whatever. And I think at the end of the day, um, I'm not a carb man. I mean, we love sugar because why? We were raised with it. We grew up through the non-fat era, which was the 90s, late 80s, early 90s, mid-90s. I'm listening currently right now to a book by Dr. Paul Saladino, MD, which is the Carnival Code. I got it on Audible. It wasn't too badly priced. I used a free book up earlier on for Matt McConaughey's Green Light. So, and that was, you know, should have paid for that one because it was worth it. But I'll take a free one whenever. I'm listening to the Carnival Code on Audible. And, you know, there's not. There's a lot of technical stuff in there, a lot of big words, a lot of whatevers. If you just want to go straight to a Carnival Code diet, then episode 11 and 12 are where you need to be. But I'm trying to look into the whole history of Carnival. And it's pretty interesting, right? I mean, I don't like finding out things that are so blatantly obvious, but I don't also want other people to figure it out and follow me because they're too lazy to figure out the shit for themselves or understand what their body wants, not just what my body wants. And I look at the whole carnivore thing as a, like a, there's a a guy, my coach, Dan Garbett knows is uh, named Dom and he's part of the thing called the ancestral diet. And as much as I might fuck this up, the ancestral diet just focuses on what we were before, what we evolved into becoming. So say if we were hunters and we were we we evolved into being perfect hunters, uh, either that be about bare hands or with tools and whatnot, that we become masters. And as that population grows and has more kids because that's all they do is hunt and fuck, um, that eventually at some point the world or the planet that we know would be overhunted. So I think at some point, maybe 60,000 years ago, I can't remember, that we decided to invent a thing called agriculture. It was probably already invented someone else, but at the moment let's just say it was us or the Americans that invented it. And that was just a means of food. 
of course, protein was running scarce and they had needed to find out another way to fix it. I'm sure there's some dark entities and bullshit behind it, but at the end of the day, say animals are your food and that's your source of, of uh, consumption and that's nature providing it for you, then agriculture was nature, not nature, governments providing us with things that we need for a price in return. You go out and hunt an animal, the price in return for hunting that animal is you cleaning the shit out of it, disposing of it humanely, like as in it's all its excesses and it's off. And you know, obviously, in real hunting, you hunt for nose to tail ideas. So, in other words, you eat everything on that beast from nose to tail. And if you have a problem with it, you give it away to friends and make sure they treat it with the love and respect that they should be doing. And you know, that's that's what I believe as a diet is crucial. I'm not sure if it's supposed to be for kids and but if look back in the history of time, we were all kids at one point, go way back. I bet you we're just sitting there on the rock clicking it together trying to create a spark. And then human evolution steps in when we created fire and then tools, then we became the perfect hunter and our shoulders, which weren't meant to hunt, become these triple action joints that can throw spears with stones on the end of it. We became just absolutely perfect hunters. And it's just a it's sort of sad to believe that from that point that agriculture comes along when we overhunt and we need things to survive, that bread, wheat, germs, grains, all this kind of stuff just popped up through harvest and then these other families popped up with their own harvests and you know, and then next we know we're left with this this fake system where we're supposed to eat plants or vegetables or grains or whatever. And and like we've talked, um, or I've talked with a few friends, think about this way: animals protect themselves through feet, hands, fingers, toes, mouths, whatever, eyesight. Humans are the same in quite a, a little bit of ways, but how do plants protect themselves if not for humans? They have chemicals on their leaf system, on their on their root system, whatever, to stop other animals from eating them. We're the only ones who decided to come out and start eating vegetables because, you know, we over overhunted our areas that we had no choice. And when we did, our bodies got used to it and realized, hey, you know, how many times have you gotten home from work and just gone, I'm going to make spaghetti tonight because we've got shit tons of pasta in the cupboard, bucket, just put some water in there, boil it up, throw some salt, make it al dente, put it underneath some sauce with some sugar and and eat it and just go, yeah, I'm a good parent. Yay. I'm 100% one of those dudes apart from the last like couple of months. That's what I would do. Why not? It's cheap and easy. We can move through life. Kids are asleep. Their bellies are full. We go to work the next day. The kids have got to school the next day. You know, like it's uh, it's one of these vicious cycles. If you want to stay up and have energy for the night, don't drink, don't smoke, don't eat shit food. Have a good shower at a decent hour. Go to bed. Wake up when your kid wakes up. Give them their stuff. Go over, touch a homework, and just have an absolute great day. You can get that from a protein source, energy. So carnivore diet. Um, I'll have. Oh, in the morning, I'll do bone broth. So I'm, I'm sure I've spoken about this before, but I'll get myself some brisket bones, put them in a slow cooker, fill it up with water, put peppercorns in there and 
uh, nothing else, a little bit of vinegar to leach the bones, and away you go. I got that shit. Sorry for the yawn. I got that shit for like five days. I put it in a cup, a couple of scoops, a little bit of salt, a little bit of pepper, put it in the microwave for 50 minutes, drink it, and I'm fucking done until 1 p.m. in the morning. I am, I am set. I've got energy all day long. There's nothing wrong with that. Carnivore doesn't necessarily want you to do that all the time. It just wants you to eat meat all the time, seafood and stuff like that. Uh, that's if you can do it, great. You just got to remember that we we're, we're developed and and over the decades or centuries that, as we said, cake means birthday. Birthday means singing a song. Who said? Who said birthday cake was meant for a song? Is there a guy back in the French Revolution where they wrote new words called birthday? And then he all of a sudden said, what shall we have when we wish this fucking amazing milestone on our friends who, you know, have turned a certain age? Should we make him a cake? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we should make him a cake. What should we put in it? Let's put fucking processed sugar. I'm sure that's not how it went back in the day. Processed stuff came in later on. That's fine, okay. I haven't done my homework. Let's look back on cakes. No, I don't have time. Either way, we don't need a cake. We need meat. We need coffee with fat. We need chicken breast cooked in ghee or beef fat or tallow, whatever, those types of things. Let's put that stuff in there just to, just to, just to create a fat content because remember what I said maybe earlier or I'm about to say now, we were born in the low-fat era in the early 90s, mid-90s and late 90s. It was an era that our parents believed that fat was bad, so they needed to like buy low fat stuff. So therefore, whatever was low in fat and was high in something else, it's sort of one. It's sort of like you look over here, and then something's going on over there. It's just it's sort of like a, a trick. But low fat was a huge thing for our parents growing up, and it came on. It came on to us as kids as well. So when we were growing up, we're thinking this all the norm, eat more mints and eat more this and that. Right now, literally as simple as wake up in the morning, do a bit of exercise, have a cup of bone broth, two eggs, and have steak at lunch, steak at dinner. Simple. The only thing hard about it is your imagination, your boredom. It's a huge battle. I've been to work several times under a protein diet and I've had to pull over at fucking KFC to get some sort of nuggets, strip all the skin off those bare-ass bastards and then eat the meat because they were from egg and chicken. They were pure chicken. Probably got a couple of things in it, but just immediately they were exactly what I needed and um, you feel great after that kind of stuff, you know, just a bit of protein. It's one of the hardest things to do when you're at work is to create a food source unless you do meal prep. It should be just something you just do. If you want to go carnival, you create a meal prep. You do a coffee with heavy cream. And if you're at home, you do coffee with butter, clarified butter, a little bit of nutmeg for uptake. You put that stuff in a cup, blender, cold, and just blend it and drink it. You will be, your inflammation will be down. Your fat will turn itself into energy and you'll get lots more things done so on and so on so i don't think it's a bad thing to be a carnivore person i just think that everyone needs to find out their own little tailor-made section i'm not here to tell you that carnivore is for you but i just know that apart from the test results that i've paid a bit of money for they're not exactly 
um, accurate. So if you do a carnival thing, you'll be able to get tested for cholesterol and that kind of stuff. And then you'll be able to find out what is the problem, if there is a problem, or you just go, you know what, my blood sugar level's through the roof. I need to work on that because blood sugar level's just always going to be bad if we're eating all that processed stuff. But fat is not a bad, is not an enemy anymore. Um, real fat, that is. As I said, in my fridge, I've got beef tallow, container loads of it from all my bone broths I've done. And if I just cook a chicken breast with it right now and just throw a bit of beef tallow in there, that when I eat that chicken breast, which is protein, it's got the fat that go in it, which is soluble. It's just going to help me and my intestines or my lower intestines to just in absorb extra nutrients that you wouldn't get from any other bullshit foods that we eat. It's just all about it's just all about maintaining that level. Finding well, actually, as coach would say, it's all about arming yourself with the knowledge and then understanding of that knowledge and then implicating it in your everyday life. Don't give a shit about it. Don't listen to my stuff. That's fine. I'm not wanting you to do it. I just know that my body enjoys carnivore. My son enjoys carnival. My daughter will eat sort of both. But I want them to have a healthy upbringing in some ways. So if I give them carnivore, then I can give them the vitamins. The vitamins that they eat will, or vitamin powder, or even sneak in a bit of beef heart or liver into some of their recipes that they won't know about so they can get that zinc and the iron and whatnot. Maybe we'll give that a go. I wouldn't tell them. They might listen to this podcast right now and go, whoa, dad's been a little sneaky motherfucker and putting his shit in our food. Let's not eat that. But then if that's the case, then I'll give them a supplementary um, uptake. And if we got the correct diet, then that will go straight into the system straight away. But if we give them, let's just say for argument's sake, give them a fucking Macca's burger and then say, take these vitamins, then none of it's going to make it to the system because the sugar levels attach itself to the red blood cells and then the veins have gotten thicker and, and so on and so on. So anything else that comes in the body and then the valley of hell, which is the stomach full of acid. And if it's incorrect, it hits the stomach and the stomach argues about it and doesn't want to send it down to the lower intestine. So it's sort of one of those things. It's all a ripple effect. You take the good stuff from the outs, bring it into the middle where the other stuff sort of understands what's going on. And then the end result is beautiful. But if you put your shit into a processed body, well, your processed body is not going to uptake those vitamins that you want for your kids you know hey hey have a pizza for dinner to my boy yeah i love pizza dad cool let's have it all right cool because you have eaten shit all this week i'm going to give you some vitamins yeah i love vitamins that's great let's do a little um medical scan here pizza shitty food counteract that with vitamins guarantee you because of that shitty food those vitamins never reach where they would need to go Everything comes down to testing and testing just for, for um, education purposes should be done in a certain spot by trusted people just, to, just in order to figure out if a certain diet is for them. And I already know. I don't need them to tell me. I need them to tell me what my percentage of body fat is going to be so for this year I can work on it real hard and trim it down via nutrition. Uh, not necessarily much exercise, but just nutrition to see if I can get rid of those love handles and just get a 10% body fat. But you go for the real tests that are, that are test against other bullshit tests, you're not going to get accurate answers. So I think at the end of the day is if you've got parents who know what they're doing and they've read up on some stuff, as I said, I've got another 10 hours worth of Paul Saladino's Carnival Code book to listen to. So I'm sure I'm going to have more to talk about later on. But at the moment, that's my little rant. It's uh, just about touch 16 minutes on it. Nothing special. I really do hope to have someone on my show 
soon for this kind of thing, like even my coach, Dan, on the carnival, because he's my inspiration when it comes to this kind of stuff. I know a bit about it, but when I speak to him, I need more. Like seriously, coffee with clarified butter. I've heard about it, but trying it, that's a, that's a, that's something different. Like we assume it's going to be gross, but why? Because it's not something we have all the time. Yeah, of course it's going to be different. But once you have it, would you trade the six hours worth of energy just from that one coffee for one hour's worth of fucking sit on the couch and I don't want to do anything type mentality? Of course you would, you would trade that. So, I want to have some on my show. I've got a couple of boys lined up in my head that I think I would have. Um, Jamesy, one of uh, Dan, Dan, my coach's mates, he's a calcetics expert and uh, you can follow him on. Let me just get his uh, Instagram handle out because this dude, no shit, has, yeah, Jamesy Wright. So he's, um, let's just have a look. Get his actual no, sorry, that's just the sorry, that's his short story, James. Uh, yeah, James Wright. James Wright is online calisthenics coach. Uh, you can look him up on Instagram. He's uh, J A Y M E S Wright W R I G H T. I would love to have him on his on my show just to talk to talk to me about his dietary stuff. His dedication and focus to craft, to his physique and body, and just the fact that he's a fucking ninja warrior and the dude does vertical push-ups on his hands. I mean, my shoulder looks like it's going to explode every time I watch these videos. So, you know, I'd love to see that kind of stuff. That's what I want for my podcast is just something to talk about, but also something that's going to be beneficial. Carnivore code. Have a listen if you got Audible. Check it out. Saying fourteen ninety five, I think it is. I'm not a sponsor for Audible, but go fuck yourself if you think I am. Um, <laughs> I just, I just thought I'd just do a little bit of a, a background rundown on Carnival Code and how I feel about it, and and how I'm trying to make everyone else feel about it without actually telling them to do it in some sort of religious way. It's just, it's cool to me. I hope it's cool for you, and and um, I look forward to speaking to you guys in depth about it with someone else on my show soon so you know what happy australia day guys and appreciate the listen chat to you soon